Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Good morning and welcome into another edition of Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Joining me today from St. Jude's Hospitals and Dwyer, and thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. How are things going? It's going well. We're staying nice and busy. Well, at St. Jude's, are you kidding me? It's always busy. And let's start off our conversation this morning about that. What is St. Jude and the history of that hospital? Everybody knows the name, but they might not know how it came about and where it's going. Absolutely. So St. Jude is leading the way that the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. So it's 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 leading the way. Um, so our founder, Danny Thomas, he was a struggling entertainer. He wasn't able to get work. He, you know, he only had a couple a couple dollars in his pocket. He had Marlo Thomas on the way, and so he went to church one day and he prayed. He said, Show me my way in life and I will build you a shrine. And he said this to St. Jude Thaddeus. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. So, actually, a few days after he did that, um, he got a starring role as a toothbrush in a commercial, in a radio commercial. Right. Um, And so, after that, his career truly blossomed. Um, But ever since then, he he remembered what he promised St. Jude Thaddeus. Um, And so, he started building funds and getting his friends and his family involved. And so, they opened the hospital in 1962. Been around a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, since it opened, our overall survival rate has gone from 20% to 80% for overall um, cancer. Is it just children? Um, So it's children under 18. Under 18, right. And and more than just cancer, you mentioned. Absolutely. So it's AIDS, malaria. I mean, the flu shot came from St. Jude, so they truly cover it all. The flu shot came from there. Yep. I didn't know that. That's a lot of history. Yeah. And I think the special thing about St. Jude, too, is that no family ever sees a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because all a family should worry about is their child getting better. Right. So how do they get in? I mean, can they come from any part of the country, any part of the world? Absolutely. So like you said, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. So there's a couple different criteria. So they have to be 18 years and, and younger. Um, they have to be referred by their doctor. And it has to be something that we're studying at the hospital. And how big is the hospital now? I mean, it's it's in Memphis, right? It, correct. So yeah. it's in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's right there. So everybody's able to go see it. Um, it's pretty big. I mean, we have around 7,800 patients that we saw on, see on average. And how many rooms in the hospital where people have to actually stay? Is, and is there a limit to how long they can stay? So there's no limit. Um, once a St. Jude patient, always a St. Jude patient. Um, and I think this is always a little bit crazy, but we only have 78 inpatient beds. So the thing about St. Jude is that we want our patients to be outpatients. So that means that they're able to stay home with their friends and family because what St. Jude is, we share all of our protocols and our research with local hospitals. Oh. So they have easy access to get this stuff. So like I said, that they can stay home. They can spend Thanksgiving and Christmas with their families. Pretty important stuff right there. And like you said, it's been around since 1962. What makes St. Jude different from other hospitals? I mean, there are children's hospitals all over, but St. Jude's is different. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, so not only is it a charity, it's a hospital, but it's also a research facility. So we're able to share that research with our local hospitals here. Um, you know, they treat the sickest of the sick kids. So the, if they're not able to be treated here in Denver, Colorado Springs, you name it, they're able to go to St. Jude. And that's giving those families hope and something to hold on to. And the support continues because Danny Thomas's daughter, you see her all the time still out promoting St. Jude's. 
Absolutely. You probably see a lot of our thanks and giving campaign as well. So you'll see some of our, our big partners. Um, you know, you go up to the cash register and they'll ask you to do a donation. So Marlo Thomas is very involved, as long as Terry and Tony, some of Danny Thomas's kids. So um, still in their hearts. Well, they are got to keep that tradition going, too. And so people are saying, oh, that's great. That's St. Jude's Hospital. It's in Memphis, Tennessee, and we're in Denver, Colorado. So how does that work? How does St. Jude become local, I guess? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, you brought it up yourself. We treat kids all over the world, and we have kids right here in Denver that are being treated by St. Jude. Um, so one of our local patients, her name's Kaylee, um, so she actually started here in Colorado. Um, she went to the hospital. They They told her, you know, it's just that age. She was tired. She wasn't feeling well. And so they actually sent her home. Her mom knew that something wasn't right. So they brought her back and they did an MRI scan. Um, from that MRI scan, they actually found out that she had a brain tumor. Wow. And so then she was transferred up to the hospital here in Denver um, where, where she had surgery. And she still had a very low chance of surviving. Um, so her doctor referred her to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And within hours of them you know, reaching out, one of our world-renowned doctors, Dr. Pui reached out to the family and was like, they need to be here as soon as possible. So Kaylee and her family packed up all of their stuff and they left for St. Jude where she had radiation and chemotherapy. And I'm excited to announce that Kaylee is now cancer free for almost two years now. Yay, that's a great story. Yeah, so just stuff like that. Like if they're not able to be treated here, that there's a hospital for them to go to, that we're sharing our research and our protocols with local hospitals here. And just because the Memphis is here, our research is here. Right, that's great. That's why we're supporting St. Jude right here in Denver, Colorado. Absolutely. And I know there's a big event coming up uh, here at Bonneville, which is where all these stations work together, and KYGO, which is one of our stations. You guys are doing an annual Radiothon very soon. Absolutely, and I'm so excited about it because KYGO honestly blows it out of the water. Um, so for Thursday and Friday, December 5th and 6th, from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., um, they're going to be promoting St. Jude and raising funds and awareness for the hospital. So all this money goes directly to these families. Families. So, again, they don't have to pay a single thing for treatment, travel, housing, or food. There's no questions about it. You don't have to worry about having insurance or any kind of money at all. If you are accepted to St. Jude's, it's just take care of your child. Absolutely. And I mean, it could be anybody. It could be your own child. It could be your neighbor. I mean, cancer affects so many people. And so this money truly goes back to the kids and the research. And to, again, to be referred to St. Jude's, though, it has to be from the doctor. You can't call them up yourself and say, uh, you know, my child or, or you said my neighbor's child is not doing well. How can we help her? Exactly. And I think the big thing is because with the with us sharing our research and our protocols, we want the local hospitals to be able to help that as well. And so, again, if they're not able to be treated, that's when they go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the Radiothon coming up on KYGO. What takes place there? People call in, they donate money. Uh, is there s- certain... And other incentives for them to get involved? Absolutely. So it's a it's a pretty exciting couple of days. So you'll it's honestly a Saint Jude takeover. So for those two days, we'll be having story songs of hearing um, stories from some of our local St. Jude patients to some of our national patients, um, telling their story, um, along with some amazing country music. Um, and we're asking our you know, our audience to call in and support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital by becoming a partner in Hope. And so what that is, is that $20 monthly on a credit card, and that goes straight to the kids of St. Jude. And with that, you are joining a huge momentum of This Shirt Saves Lives, that you'll get a pretty sweet t-shirt um, that you'll get to show the world that you supported St. Jude. 
And the money that you raise, how does that directly impact St. Jude's Hospital? It just, as we mentioned, it helps so the patients don't have to pay, but does the money go elsewhere? Does it help pay the doctors? Somebody's got to be paying those guys. So we're pretty proud of this number that 75% of our funding is from individual contributors, which is huge. Huge. That because, is I huge. mean, for St. Jude, it's over millions of dollars to raise the, or to, to fund the hospital for for the year. For the year and all the patients in there. So, exactly. and, and what kind of, do you have corporate sponsors as well that, that are out there on a national level maybe helping St. Jude's? So we're pretty fortunate with, with with our brand, you know, that we're able to partner up with Chili's and Domino's, K Jewelers, and we have a lot of different partners that are on board with St. Jude to support this cause. That's a great thing. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. What are the plans for St. Jude's? I mean, you've obviously been here since 1962, but there's got to be some growth plans because Boy, the demand is high. Absolutely. So every time I go back to the campus, it, it is growing, and we're taking more and more patients, which is, which is pretty incredible. Sure. Um, we just built a new wing with our proton therapy beam, um, and it's the first one for pediatric cancer. And what it is is, say, a child has a brain tumor. Sure. And so this laser literally goes directly to the tumor. It colors in the tumor, and it doesn't affect the healthy cells around it. Wow. And so this beats radiation and chemotherapy because – as I mentioned, it's it's not touching the healthy cells. It's healthier for the child. Um, so for just like even new technology and new research, that's making a difference. We're thinking in the next 10 years, we're looking to increase our patient intake by about 10%. Wow, that's fairly substantial. Yep. I mean, do you have to build a new building or what's going on down there in Memphis? Oh my gosh, you guys would be so surprised. I mean, just being on campus, we have anything from a garden so that we're able to pick vegetables and all the nutrients that we need for the kids right on campus. We have a pharmacy on campus. We have um, K-Cafe, which is able to provide anything that they need for the kids from macaroni and cheese to sushi to burgers, you name it. Anything that these kids are craving, they're able to do that to, um, you know, a child life program. So they're able to express themselves, whether it's through words or drawing or whatnot. They think of the family as a whole and not even just the child going through the treatment. And do you provide uh, for the children as kind of a break from what they're going through, like some entertainment or do people come in, clowns come in or whatever? Oh, my goodness. St. Jude is so good at making this a a second home for our families, whether it's bringing in entertainers. So, for example, um, with our Country Cares programs that we do with KYGO, we have a lot of music musicians come in from the country artist world. And um, we have, you know, they always do Sundays. They're bringing in clowns and entertainers and um, you name it, St. Jude kind of covers. Which helps make it through, especially for the parents. Oh, yeah. And something that I love, too, is they'll have a sibling day, so they'll celebrate the sibling. Um, They'll help out. They'll find volunteers help out with the child and have the parents be able to go on a date night. Um, You know, we have housing facilities on campus so that people are able just to walk across the street as well. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Where do the the parents stay? I mean, the child's in, obviously, St. Jude's Hospital. Did you team up with Ronald McDonald House? Where they get free housing there, or do you have something right on campus? So we have three housing facilities. We have the Tri-Delta Place, which is a short-term living, so that's up to a week, and that's right on the campus. So that's families coming in, you know, to get their checkups or whatnot. And then we have, and that's a little bit more of apartment style, or excuse me, like hotel stay. Um, It's phenomenal. The, The kitchen, the rooms, 
St. Jude definitely went above and beyond. So we have Tridalta Place, and then we have the Ronald McDonald House, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so that's for them staying around for a month or so. Um, and so this is a little bit more than a hotel stay. So there's some rooms. People are, have their own kitchen space. Um, you know, people are able to come clean up and kind of help them out as well. And get a break. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you sit in the hospital all day. You need a break at some point. Oh yeah, and they have toy rooms, movie rooms, music rooms, you name it. And then we have a long-term housing facility um, at the Target House, and that's more of an apartment living where there's two bedrooms, two bathrooms. Wow. And they provide all the kitchen utensils, the toothpaste, the detergent, anything that you think that you don't think to grab. We provide for those families. Well, I'm sure in a lot of situations. All right, you got the family. And one child obviously is ill in St. Jude's, but they might have other children that are healthy. So to try to keep the families together or do they, you know, like at the Ronald McDonald House, some have to work and be a thousand miles away. And so you try to keep them together as best you can. Absolutely. And we, as I mentioned, we kind of do the, the family as a whole. And as you can imagine, a lot of these are kids and you know, they, sure. they're still going to school and, you know, our our St. Jude goes above and beyond. Well, they reach out to to that child's school. So, for example, somebody here in Denver, they would reach out to the school here to figure out what's their you know what are they learning, what are the books that they're reading, so that those kids don't fall behind, and then that they're getting that one on one time with with teachers at St. Jude. That's a great thing. Now, do you charge for all of that? I mean, is there extra no. even for the housing? Nothing. 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 Wow, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's why we have radiothons. <laughs> yeah. Is to help pay for that. Yeah, and even just with 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 Country Cares, we've raised over seven hundred million dollars for the kids of St. Jude. Well, let's back up a little bit. I was yeah. going to ask you about Country Cares. What is that? Yeah, so um, Country Cares started in 1989 with Randy Owens, and yeah. he had an idea. He's like, "How can we get this this industry involved with St. Jude? How can we spread awareness?" And so they started with a station and dedicated days to St. Jude, and it has just blown up. So now over two hundred two hundred stations are involved with. St. Jude Country Cares, um, and they do a similar thing that KYGO does of dedicating those days to St. Jude, asking for donations. But we not only do we do it with country, we do it for gospel, we do it for um, rock, we do it for, you know, we're open. So it's a lot of different stations that want to participate in, in this event. Well, and how many do you think? How many radio stations? Over 200. And that's we've gone international with well, that as well. I would well. think that's easily coast to coast. Yeah. With 200 stations. Million, which is, I mean, I will say radio is one of our biggest um, awareness builders and one of our biggest event fundraisers that we do. Radio reaches a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And there's no doubt, no matter what the format is. So I think if St. Jude's gets involved with these different formats you were just mentioning, it's got to be a real plus for you guys. Absolutely. And it's like a long time donors. You know, it's ones that, you know, maybe they're not able to give a lot. You know, our average donations right around $34. But we have people who've been partners in Hope for 10, 15 years because they're able to do $20 every month. And that means a lot to them. Yes. Um, and we hear stories of how either they've met Danny Thomas or they hear about St. Jude. They've seen the commercials. So just seeing that these have touched people and that they spread that awareness. Hey, it's whatever you can give. You're, you, you never set really amounts. It's whatever you can pitch in to help out. And this time of year in particular, people seem to become a little more generous because of the holidays. And they, like our family, we choose a couple of charities we want to go above and beyond for. And instead of giving ourselves gifts, we try to help them. And St. Jude's would be a great, great place to do that with, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And it, it affects, so, cancer affects so many different oh, people. Unbelievable. Um, and 
you know, I couldn't imagine if I had a child or someone I knew that was spending Christmas at the, you know, at St. Jude, that I would want to do whatever I could to make them feel comfortable and know that this money is going towards the right place. Well, we're talking with Ann Dwyer from St. Jude's Hospital. Yes, here in Denver, St. Jude's. You're like in every market, though, right? Like you're here in Denver and somebody could be in Salt Lake City or whatever, right? Yeah. So, yes, we do have the one hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. but we have offices throughout the country that solely focus on fundraising efforts um, and spreading in in awareness. So in our office, so we're we're in Denver, um, we do anything from Radiothon. So we do have a couple of these, um, you know, throughout the year. We do dinners, galas. um, We do Dream Home, which is a huge one for us that, you know, you guys are also participated in. Um, And so that's a big one for us. We do fitness events, so runs, walks, warrior dash, rock and roll, you name it. You know, St. Jude kind of has their hand in a little of everything. I've been here for a long time, and i got to tell you, I've never heard of any of those events (laughs) except the the Dream Home. I knew about the Dream Home. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the Radiothon, I knew about that. But all these other events... No clue. We got to get that information out. Exactly, and you know, it, it honestly starts with our our preschoolers or in elementary. We have a program, all the way up to high school, to college, and then you know, continue with with the stewardship there. Well, and where do, if people want more information, you must have obviously a website that they can go to. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So, if anybody's ever looking to see it, where does this money go to? You know, what does this look like? What is St. Jude working on? They can always go to stjude.org. Um, that will also provide information to our office if they're ever looking to get more involved, whether it's volunteer opportunities to, um, you know, being on a committee or whatnot. So we're always looking to spread awareness and kind of, um, you know, get more people involved with St. Jude. Well, talk more about, you know, people are always looking, especially seniors that are getting near retirement. They want to help. They want to be a volunteer besides being on committees. What else could a volunteer for St. Jude, help out with. Yeah, so I think we're in a little bit of a unique situation with the hospital not being here. So I think some of those opportunities truly range from, um, you know, answering phones for the Radiothon for for this week. You know, we're looking for people to help us, um, you know, answer phones and get donations to um, helping out with our walks, you know, getting volunteers to come out to that, um, you know, volunteering at our dinners. I think it really varies. You know, we'd love for them to have come into our office and we'd love to meet with them to see what are they interested in as well. Besides volunteering and, and, and obviously giving money to help St. Jude's, what else can people do to help? Is there anything else going on that, you know, they can get hired on as a job and you're looking for that kind of a thing at all? So I think helping us spread awareness of what St. Jude does and that it is local, um, volunteering with our events, and of course, you know, helping us raise those funds for the kids of St. Jude, um, you know, especially with the holidays, I think it's one of the most giving times of the year, like you mentioned. So it makes a difference and an impact at the, for the kids. I had a question uh, from one of the folks here that work at the radio station, and they wanted to know: Could you could could we? He's going to Memphis, okay, for the holidays. Could they oh, just so fun? Can they just come and visit St. Jude's without a child there, without a reason? They just want to see what it looks like. They've heard so much about it. Can we just come and walk around? So St. Jude definitely is is a hot spot for Memphis. Oh, um, it is. No but doubt. as you guys can imagine, it's a, it's a working hospital. You know, we have kids there that are being rolled around in red wagons. Um, you know, you see them with their masks and their, you know, their, their drips and stuff like that. Um, so as far as tours go, we are able to set something up, um, you know, with, with, they do have a service that we're able to contact. And of sure. course, locally, we're able to kind of help 
facilitate that as well. Um, but it takes some time, I will say. And um, there are some areas that people aren't able to go to. There is security there. So oh, there, sure. you do need a badge and everything like that. So... What? So we try. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to pass the <laughs> yeah, word yes. on. Yes. No, just showing up and walking no, in. Yeah. Not a good idea. <laughs> well, unless you have a child there, unfortunately. Yeah. Then, then I, I guess it's, it's good to go. So what is, what is like the average length of stay for a patient at St. Jude's? Could you, I think you said earlier, we're not kicking you out after two weeks. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen there. Have they been there two weeks? Is that the average? Years? What? So that's such a hard question because it really does vary depending on patient to patient. I mean, they could be there for years. We've had patients who who go through treatment, um, you know, they become cancer-free and they get it again, so they have to come back um, to a couple weeks of them just coming in, getting their treatment, getting their um, check-ins, et cetera, and heading home. So it could be up to a week. It could be up to a couple years. And they come back sometimes. Oh, yeah. So something Follow-ups. pretty cool with St. Jude. So kind of once they're, you know, they're announced cancer-free or what, you know, what that is, um, they go back kind of in the beginning every six months. And then as they start to kind of, okay, they're still looking good, they'll move it to a year. And then from there, they'll kind of continue to kind of output that, whether it's every two years, three years, et cetera. But something cool that St. Jude's doing is they're doing um, a life study. So, for example, for some of the some of our first patients that started at St. Jude, they're kind of following up to see how are you doing? What are some of the long-term effects that you guys are going sure, through so that sure. we're able to learn from that and and use that today? And how do the physicians and the professionals at St. Jude, how do they work with the local doctors? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, all these patients have local doctors, maybe a children's hospital, but probably a pediatrician. Do they communicate back and forth, and here's what we're doing, and here's what you ought to know about kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. They're constantly on the phone, you know, whether it's a local doctor sharing their diagnosis or whatnot with St. Jude, because St. Jude wants to be there to help, and then we provide all the research. It's on our website, you know, that people are able to go to and pull from. So it's pretty it's pretty open and available for the public, too. And you mentioned uh, on the website you can also see where the money goes. But maybe oh, we, absolutely. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that for those that want to hear it right now. Where mm-hmm. does the money go on? when it hits St. Jude's. Oh, gosh. It, it, you know, it's everything. The research, the treatment, the travel, the housing, the food, just everything to fund this hospital um, is what, what it goes to. I mean, we're fortunate that our doctors and our researchers are on the same campus. So they're able to work together to see what's working, what's not working. And so they can take that to the next level and that they're not able to, you know, wait a couple of days or weeks or whatnot to get answers. They're able to work together. Well, that's pretty important right mm-hmm. there. I mean, that way it cuts down on the communication a little bit. I mean, they're right across the street or across the campus someplace easy communication. Absolutely. And honest, like at the end of the day, St. Jude is where doctors want to be. That's what people know. That's what people hear of. That's what people strive for. So we have the best of the best doctors and researchers at St. Jude, and that's where our patients want to be. So what's the future? I mean, you talk more about uh, building and growth and I don't know, what new things are they working on as far as medical research? Gosh, as you can imagine, there are just so many different strands of cancer. Sure. You know, we always like to say that we want to close St. Jude. We don't want there to be St. Jude because that's mean that means that we've cured cancer. Yeah. That's our end goal. That's what we want. Yeah. That'd be, wouldn't that be why? Oh, my goodness. Think of that part. We don't want our job. Like, I mean, you don't hear people say that about their profession, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work with St. Jude because that means we've cured cancer. So how long, Ann, have you been working for St. Jude's? Um, so I've been with them for, I'll hit five years in January. I started off as an intern, though. So 
Wow, good. <laughs> yeah. Like out of college intern type thing? Yeah, absolutely. I actually um, started, I was uh, I worked, uh, I was involved with Tri-Delta, which is a collegiate group that also sure. fundraises for St. Jude. Sure. And so they actually just made the largest commitment to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and they um, support the housing facility there on campus. So what are you most impressed with that got you, I want to work for these people. I don't oh want to be goodness. an intern. I want to be here. Honestly, it's the people and the doctors, and um, it blows my mind being here in Denver and seeing how passionate people are about St. Jude and that they want to make a difference with a hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, seeing people at this station want to go above and beyond for the kids of St. Jude, right. that blows my mind, and that lights our fire. And then we see, you know, kids like Kaylee, and we want to help them because at the end of the day, we want we want to do whatever we can to make sure that they're happy and living a long life. That's very important. How many other patients from Denver do you have down there? Are there many? Are you aware of any? Or uh, did they tell you that? Hey, we've got a couple of families here from Denver. So we we definitely have numerous families, but as you can imagine, a lot of these families um, with HIPAA and and all yeah, the regulations right. and stuff like that, they do have to you know check. Yes, we'd like to be contacted by the local fundraising office, but also with all of our research that touches kids, like there's thousands and thousands of kids that St. Jude's research touches that you know we aren't able to fully know no you don't know but you're sharing the information that's absolutely that's, that's the good thing absolutely. I mean, they must be in constant communication with children's hospitals and docs all over the world exactly and i'm so excited too because we we're starting to go global we're starting to help some of our you know some of these these hospitals and and other countries that are struggling and kind of have that same concept that saint jude does that you know families don't have to see a bill or just some of the research and the protocols and stuff like that too so it's it's growing it certainly is. Tell me the reaction, and I'm sure you've seen some of this. The people probably can't believe there's no bills. I mean, you're, we just want to get our child healthy, whatever it takes. And what, I don't have to pay for that? I mean, it's got to be astounding. I would be, you know, people know that about St. Jude, but I would be a little shocked. I think if you're coming from another part of the world. Absolutely. And just to see some of the numbers that, you know, for medication, for surgery, for um, a prosthetic, you name it. Oh, it, it adds up. Oh. And so I think for families not to have to pay for a bill, it brings them to tears. You know, they go to, they're like, oh, like, who do we work with to get this paid? And we say no one. I, I, right? I, I, that just doesn't happen today. Yeah. And they've been doing that since 1962. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like these families have that tie to St. Jude because they, they owe them their, their child's life or, you know, maybe one is lost because we're still fighting. Like I said, we're up to 80%, but that's still not good enough. No, We're still is. losing one in five kids to cancer. So, you know, for that one in five, we're still fighting for them. So I know those families want to do whatever they can to help. And, you, and I can't emphasize this enough. You just don't turn down anybody no nope. I mean, whether it's their, their race religion um you name it it does not matter as it shouldn't it, yeah i mean the focus is the child Absolutely. nothing else matters let's Absolutely. get that child healthy healthy that's a great thing well let's back up a little bit let's uh we got a couple minutes left here let's talk about uh, that radiothon coming up again give us the dates and how it all works and 
get people motivated to help out. Yes, I am so excited for the Radiothon. Um, so it's going to be December 5th and 6th. Um, so tune in to KYGO. Um, it will start from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we'll have volunteers here at the station to answer phones. Um, so listen for that 800 number. Call in. You can also go to a, a website that we'll provide for those two days. So you, you can, can bid online or bid. You can donate yep. online right to the website as yep. well as call Tune in. on on Facebook, um, on the website, the phone number. We try to make it as um, available for everybody that we can. Um, and just by donating $20 and becoming a partner in Hope, you'll get this this shirt saves lives, which is everybody's getting you know behind it because you're making a difference. People are seeing it. We have a lot of our country artists that are behind it, um, like Jake Owens, Kelsey Ballerini, you name it. They're behind this as well. And uh, that's 98.5 KYGO, and that's part of our Bonneville complex here of stations that we have. And, you know, our company, which is a great company to work for, Bonneville, is all about the community, all about reaching out and helping people wherever they can, no matter what age or where they're from. And that's why getting you guys involved here, and this is not the first time you've done this on KYGO. Oh, definitely not. It's been it's been years, and these guys are pros. Like they definitely know, um, you know, they've been to the hospital, they've seen it, they've met our our, our families, and um, it it impacts them, and they're passionate about it, and it's it's very obvious. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, <laughs> but I believe one of the young ladies that worked here for KYGO went to work. For St. Jude's. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. We love her, and she she's working in our Nashville office, um, beginning to work with other radio stations to dream home, to dinners, et cetera. So. Well, she was great about it here, so that's a great contact for a lot of radio stations to, to be involved with that. Well, Abby, we look forward to that. It's, uh, Radiothon is December 6th and December 7th, all day, all day broadcasting for St. Jude's Hospital. And again, let's uh, share some information about uh, where they can go to get uh, on the website again for the Radiothon or about the hospital and how it works. Where do we go for that? Yep. So you can go to, it'll be on their Facebook. I'm sure they'll have the link, but you can also do stjude.org slash radio slash KYGO. And what's the Facebook contact there? How does that work? Um, so they can find it. I, be, I KYGO will be posting about yeah, it. So yeah. you'll see it on there. Yeah. You'll see um, a lot of our country artists wearing this shirt stays live. So you can see how cool these T-shirts are. They're soft. They're pretty hip. So you definitely don't want to miss out on it. No, you do not. And Dwyer from St. Jude's Hospital, keep up. You're really passionate about this. Oh, it's can, hard not to. Well, I mean, I can feel to. it. I mean, it means a lot to you to be involved. Yeah, and I just appreciate everybody here at the station, including us and welcoming us into the yeah, KYGO well, family. Well, look forward to seeing you here on the 6th and 7th. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Ann, for coming in. And thank you guys for listening. Mile High Magazine, I'm Murphy Houston, and we'll talk to you next weekend.